Hi friend, my name is Danielle Holleran and I'm the host of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm a self-made online business owner who loves sharing the behind the scenes of my business and inspiring others to follow their dreams. You can find me most days chasing my dog around, relaxing with my husband, and wearing basically anything Dusty Rose and Pearls. Think of this as your space to come to feel motivated and inspired to take on your biggest dreams while also just chatting with your best friend. Cozy up for some girl time and get ready to feel uplifted and inspired. If we can relate to anything surrounding small business, it is how unpredictable social media can be for marketing. The world of podcast advertising has really taken the reins as the forefront of today's marketing, even for small businesses. Zencaster's Creator Network makes it super easy for brands like you to connect with podcasters like me. Zencaster matches you with the best podcast so your product gets to the right audience. 67% of listeners remember brands and products from podcast ads, and 63% actually made a purchase after hearing an ad. I know from my perspective as a small business owner, the idea of getting my brand directly into the ears of my ideal clients sounds so much more appealing than fighting through the ever-changing social media algorithms and wondering what will stick. Zencaster's podcast marketplace has even made it easy to track conversions by integrating with major platforms such as Shopify and Stripe. I'm really excited about this new wave of advertising opportunities for small businesses, and I can't wait to see your marketing come to life. Interested in sponsoring this show or podcast ads for your business? Go to zen.ai slash the detailed diary pod one and fill out the contact information so Zencaster can help you bring your business story to life. Hello and welcome to the Detailed Diary Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Holleran, and today we're going to be chatting all about tips and tricks to identifying your ideal client. This is definitely one of the areas of small business that can be really, really difficult to navigate and kind of figure out. I'm still working on it. I think that many small business owners are constantly evolving and changing and working on this aspect of their business because it can be so tricky, but it's definitely something really important to think about when it comes to your marketing efforts, the way you approach new products, when you're thinking about adding new product lines or expanding and everything under the sun when it comes to small business, it's really important to just have an idea of who your ideal audience is, who you're speaking to, who you're intending to attract in your business. Now, the wonderful thing about being a small business owner and creating our own business from the ground up is that we get to decide who our ideal audience is. And I think This is a little tricky because there does become a point in our business where we may feel like we don't have control over who our target audience is. Maybe we've entered into a realm of a target audience that wasn't really intended for what we were aiming towards. And, you know, we kind of feel stuck because now we feel like we're catering to our customers when in reality, we really get to curate our business towards whatever target audience we want to. 
So I want you to keep that in mind because I know I've been here in my business and I'm sure this will continue to happen as my business grows and develops. Sometimes things don't go according to plan and we can have this magical idea of what our target audience is and then kind of begin to stray away from that. And I'll get into that in a little bit, but all the more reason why it is just so important to sit down, take a few minutes, you know, out of your week, out of your day and really actually write down who your target customer is. Because I think you'll be surprised how much it helps clarify your vision when it comes to thinking about your business for the future. So first and foremost, we'll start off with the basics. So I really want to create like a character when we're going through this exercise. Like try to imagine an actual person that you're creating for your ideal client. I know it sounds silly, but it just helps to visualize like the actual person that you are marketing your business towards. So first and foremost, we'll just run through the basics. So are they male or female? What age are they? What stage of life are they in? So let's say your business is mainly marketed towards women ages, you know, 20 to 35, and they're in a stage of life of settling into their own lifestyle or home or routines, things along those lines. I think this life stage is an important area when it comes to identifying your ideal client that can often be overlooked because when you think about it, if you just start with, okay, their age, their area of living, let's say if they're in New England or in the South or whatever the case may be, but you don't take a minute to think about like what they're actually doing, where they are in their life, there can be a really, really wide range for that. You know, you could be marketing towards the same age demographic of women 20 to 35, but maybe you're marketing towards single women 20 to 35 who are very career focused and working on building their businesses up and traveling and getting new experiences out of life, or you're marketing towards that same age demographic, but they're getting married younger and having children and experiencing different things in life. That yes, they may be in the same age and maybe live in the same area, but they're going to have two completely different approaches, if that makes sense. So try to get as specific as possible when you're thinking lifestyle wise of this ideal client that you have in mind. So again, their age, their lifestyle, where they live also comes into play. Now, if you have an online store, this may not be as applicable because maybe you're selling all over the country. You're not catering towards one specific demographic. Or maybe you have a store that focuses heavily around a certain type of culture or certain type of area. I know that there are lots of businesses in Rhode Island who focus on New England-based products. So in that situation, you're probably going to want to narrow down your ideal client to someone in New England. You're not really going to worry about marketing to someone in California or Texas because your products don't really apply to them. So all of these kind of steps obviously are subjective just 
to how specific your business is and how specific you want to get with your ideal client. Now, as we start moving into some of the nitty gritty, what do they do for a job? How much income do they bring in? And again, I want you to get very specific with this. Obviously, I'm not saying you need to identify every single career path that you're going to be marketing to as your ideal client, but it can be very helpful again to get an understanding of the lifestyle that your ideal audience is living through an exercise like this. So instead of just saying, okay, my ideal client makes this much money a year, which you can definitely do that, think of the type of jobs that your ideal client may have. Maybe they're a teacher. Maybe they're a stay-at-home mom. Maybe they're a nurse. Maybe they're an accountant. Maybe they're a doctor. Like any job description that pops into your head of someone you think would be purchasing your products and shopping from you, jot those down and work backwards from there to kind of get an idea of the median income of what your ideal audience is making. And again, we're taking all of this with a grain of salt because that's not not to say that, oh, I'm marketing only towards this specific group of people who have this specific career because that's just not how business works. Maybe you have a business that caters towards teachers. So in that instance, if you have a business that has all different types of merch and products and all things surrounding the world of being a teacher, then this would be more important for you to focus on when you're drafting your ideal client. But in your just run-of-the-mill online business, I wouldn't narrow down to like one specific career that your customers are going to have. Just use this exercise as a brainstorming activity to get yourself thinking of what different types of paths you see your ideal customer on and where their income aligns with that. And this is something very important to take a look at because obviously when we are creating our products and pricing out our products, I talk about pricing all the time, but we price our products based on our business, no one else. So this is something that I would suggest, like this practice of identifying your ideal client. I would suggest doing this after you've done your pricing analysis because we price our products based on our needs as small business owners financially based on our supplies. You know, I've done all podcast episodes on pricing. I have my pricing course. I'm a huge, huge, huge proponent of adequately pricing your products as a small business owner. So it's very important when we're going through this exercise to kind of contrast, all right, here's the pricing I have for all of my products. Here's kind of what I'm coming up with for my ideal client's career and income. Do these two things align? If your products are like, way, way, way out of the price range of the ideal client that you have in mind for your business, then there's going to be a giant disconnect there. And maybe you need to reevaluate who your ideal client is and who you're actually marketing towards. Or maybe you need to reevaluate not your pricing because I would never want you to say, oh, well, now I need to decrease my pricing to meet my ideal client's needs because that's not helpful for you. You're just going to end up losing money in that case. But maybe you start to change the direction of the products that you offer to something more low cost on your end, maybe cheaper supplies, things along those lines to a 
align yourself better if you are really dead set on the ideal client audience that you've created. Now, after looking at income, because of course, as I mentioned, income is very, very important when we're doing this exercise. Some other things I like to look at, and this kind of goes back to the stage of life point, is just interests of your ideal audience. So what do they like to do? What are they passionate about? What do they like to do for fun in their free time? Where do they like to shop? What kind of stores do they like to shop at? What are their interests and hobbies? Now, a lot of times when you're thinking about this, I know that this happens for me and I'm sure a lot of other small business owners, when we're drafting our ideal client, a lot of times they look like us. (laughs) And that's not to say we're being like egotistical or whatever the case may be. It actually makes sense because when we start our own business, it's because of a passion that we have. And it's because we're creating and selling things that we love so much and are so passionate about making. So when you think about it, it logically makes sense that our customers are going to be probably similar to us. They probably have more or less some of the same likes and dislikes that we have since we're so passionate about the products we're selling and we love them so much. It only makes sense that the customers who are buying the products are probably pretty similar to us. So if you're going through this exercise and thinking, all right, I'm just listing out my age, my lifestyle, stage of life, my general income, now all of my hobbies and activities, like this seems a little weird. That's totally normal. And I think that There are many small businesses out there who are identifying ideal clients very similar to themselves. But I still want you to try to think outside the box when it comes to these different areas. One thing I really like to do is polls on Instagram. So let's say I'm running through my analysis of my ideal client and just trying to narrow down some areas and hone in a little bit more on really who I'm marketing to and things like that. I love to do polls on Instagram, not only to get to know my audience better, but I want to get to know who is actually buying my products. Like, what are these people doing day to day? Like, what are they interested in? So I will just do polls asking general questions about them. You know, like, what do you do for fun? What are your favorite hobbies? What are your favorite stores to shop at? Do you like to cook or do you like to order out? Do you like to go out or are you more of a homebody? Do you like to stay in? Just to hone in on, all right, these are the people who are actually buying products from me and am I seeing a trend in any of these areas? And you might be thinking, okay, like this sounds like a fun exercise, pretty cool, but how does this help me in my business? Like, yeah, what if everyone says, oh, I like to stay in and cozy up on the couch rather than go out? Like, how does that have any effect on how I'm marketing my business or anything (laughs) along those lines? Like, it can seem a little far to connect the dots from this character that we create of our ideal client to actually applying that to our business. And this is where I think we all struggle, not in a bad way, just in a learning curve way, because there isn't an easy one-step solution to, okay, Here's my ideal character that I've created with all of their different traits, their likes, their dislikes, their stage of life, their demographic, everything along those lines. And 
pop it into this formula to get a perfect marketing equation with all the new product lines that are going to relate perfectly to them and this, that, and the other thing. You know, that is on us to determine what is going to fit best in this person's life, what they're going to enjoy, what they're going to like. So what I like to do is kind of take into account these little tidbits of information that I gather when I'm building my ideal client and work them back into my products and my marketing. Now, this is going to look different for everyone. This isn't to say, oh, my customer likes to stay in and read books on the weekend. I'm going to write a book. Like I wouldn't take it that that literal, but I would think of different elements that have to do with your ideal customer's lifestyle. So in that situation, all right, let me think of cozy homebody type elements that would fit with their lifestyle. So maybe I make graphic tees and sweatshirts and maybe I come out with like a homebody line with super cozy, warm crew necks and little quotes about home and just different feelings that surround being home feeling secured and things like that. Maybe I create candles. So I decide to come out with a collection surrounding the different feelings you feel when you're at home. You know, like something along those lines, letting those elements of your ideal customer help inspire you maybe with different new collections that you offer or different avenues that you want to explore in your business. Now let's take it on another example. Let's say that Instead of me identifying that my ideal client loves staying at home, maybe we're back to the ideal client that is single, loves to travel, loves to be out and about, and decide to add some new products to my collection that complement that type of lifestyle. So maybe like a travel makeup bag or something along those lines. These are just like random examples I'm coming up with like off the top of my head. So if they seem like a little scattered and all over the place, that's why I'm just like talking as I think about all of these things. But you kind of get the idea of where I'm going with this. So in Instead of just pulling new products out from thin air when you're trying to think of new collections and the next thing you want to launch and the next thing you want to launch, think back to that character that you created and think about what she's doing, how she's spending her time, maybe what she is needing in her day-to-day life that she doesn't have or that would really help benefit her life or something that she would love to give as a gift to someone. So that's kind of how I approach new products when it comes to keeping in mind my ideal client. Now, this also factors into not just new products, but marketing in general. So I don't want you to get so bogged down now. Every single time you think of a new product, like, oh my gosh, how does this fit back to my ideal client? Like going through all of the steps because sometimes you just come up with a new product and you just want to launch it because you love it. And like, that's perfectly fine. I do that all the time too. But something to keep in mind is even if you aren't curating your new products every single time you launch a new product directly for best ideal character. It's really important to have your ideal audience in mind when you are putting your marketing efforts together. So whether that be your email list that you're sending out, social media posts that you're putting together, 
different graphics that you're creating for your website and basically any type of promotional material that you're curating. This is where it becomes very important to have a clear idea of who your ideal audience is. So for instance, let's say I am curating my business towards more of a younger generation, like the early 20s, maybe late teens, super trendy and like fun, vibrant type of client, let's say. So when I'm putting all of my promotional materials together and my marketing materials, I'm going to be using many more like quote unquote Gen Z elements, let's say. So like bright colors, super trendy, fun graphics, funky fonts and lettering and just really curating it to that aesthetic and that lifestyle and the types of things that I've identified my ideal audience is interested in. Now, what happens if in fact my ideal audience isn't that Gen Z audience at all and they're actually in their late 20s, early 30s, maybe even late 30s, early 40s, living more of a laid-back lifestyle. They love neutrals and, you know, yada, yada, yada. I won't go through a whole example. My marketing is not going to translate at all to my audience because they're going to see all of my graphics and social posts and this, that, and the other thing and think, ooh, well, this isn't my style. Even if the products I'm selling relate to them and are their style, maybe some people will take the time to come over and do a little more digging on my website and realize, oh, I actually do like something like this. But for the most part, if they open up an email and it's all decked out in an aesthetic that just does not relate to them whatsoever, they're probably just going to quickly close out of the email, scroll past the Instagram post without even giving it a second thought. So when you're coming up with your marketing, really think of who you're intending to market to and how that can translate through all of the different areas of your business. I would love to do a podcast episode all about promotional products, not even products, like promotional graphics and back-end things, all the things that like no one talks about in small business, but are actually like just so time-consuming and so important. And I'll definitely add that to my list of podcast episodes because it is crazy how much an effect marketing really does have on business, especially an online business. Now, the last thing I want to touch on, I just spoke about this briefly when we were getting started, is what happens when your ideal audience and the people who are actually buying products from you don't align because this is something that can be really frustrating as a small business owner and can sometimes happen without us even knowing. So for instance, when I first started my business, as you all know, I started mostly in wedding rentals and my ideal audience, my ideal client was a couple getting married in Newport. Just plain and simple, won't get into a full entire analysis. But obviously when I first got started, this was difficult to achieve because I needed to, you know, really market my business towards the Newport market. And obviously I didn't want to turn away clients who were reaching out with different styled weddings who weren't getting married in Newport because I wanted all the experience I could get. So it did take me some time to really curate my client base actually to those Newport weddings that I had intended for. Now, I was still marketing my business in the way of doing 
big Newport weddings and things like that. But sometimes like it doesn't always translate that easily. And that's okay. You know, if you find yourself in a position of like, oh crap, here I am. You know, I don't want to turn away any business. I want to get experience, but this really isn't my you know, ideal client that I was envisioning myself working with. Keep pushing forward. Keep working through things that are going to help benefit your business in different ways. Just because you're not working with an ideal client doesn't mean that it's not going to be beneficial for your business. Yes, at a certain point in time, once your business grows, we talked about this in another episode, all about saying no to different opportunities and things that come your way as your business grows and develops. You kind of get a better understanding of what to say yes to and what to say no to. But at the beginning, if you're finding like, all right, these customers buying from me are like outside of the realm of my ideal audience. Like, should I start marketing to them? Like, should I, you know, switch the trajectory of my business? Just keep your head up. Keep pushing forward towards that ideal audience that you have in mind. As long as your product's and prices align with who you've identified as your ideal client, you just have to keep working at it because it really doesn't happen overnight. And I think a lot of people think, okay, if I set up my business with X, Y, and Z products and I'm marketing towards this group, that group of people is going to flock to me. And while that may happen for some people, oftentimes it just takes time to reach that ideal audience that we've set up for our business. And that's okay. Don't stray away from where you've set up your business to go towards just because you haven't gotten there yet. It's perfectly fine to pivot and change direction if that's something that you want to do in your business. If you're thinking, "Mm, you know what, I thought this was my ideal audience, but I'm really loving this avenue. I'm going to pivot and go this way. That's perfectly fine. As long as it's a decision you're making and it's not a decision that's coming from the needs of your customers, if that makes any sense. Because I think that's a really important point to include in this episode and leave off of because it can be really easy just to follow where the money is coming from. I know that's blunt, but like it's true. It can be really easy to say, you know what, this isn't what I intended, but this seems to be really popular, so I'm just going to run with it. If that's something that you want to do and you want to pivot in a different direction, that's wonderful. But if you're just pivoting in the direction of where customers are coming from and it's not where you want to be ideally and it's not the audience or the demographic or whatever you want to call it that you want to be in, keep working towards your goals in the audience that you've set and it will happen. It just takes time. So today I'm writing down in my figurative detailed diary that like everything, literally everything in small business, things do not happen overnight. As long as we put the research, the time and the effort in on the back end, really organizing our systems and taking the time to build our business around our goals and dreams and ideal audience for the future, we will get there. I promise you, you will get there. It just takes time. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you go through this exercise and identify your ideal client, please let me know, like post on your Instagram story, tag me. I'd love to hear more about 
who your ideal client is. Give them a name if you want to. Just have fun with it. Even if you want to shoot me a message, I would just absolutely love to hear more about your experience going through this exercise and how it may shift your mindset and help your business grow towards the future. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and I will chat with you all next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Detailed Diary podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Be sure to join our community over on Instagram at Detailed Diary Podcast and introduce yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting you over there and I will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Until then, have an amazing week.